Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode in our Stay Connected podcasts. It's Louise Williams from Internal Communications. Today we're talking all things risk. At LV we have a specific risk management team and we're going to find out what risk management is and why we all have a role to play in ensuring we are risk confident. So with us today we have Liz and Jason. Hi to you both. Hi Anne. Hi. Hi, hi guys. Um, so Liz, can you start off by telling us a bit more about your role and what your lockdown life is like for you currently? Sure, yeah. Hi everybody. Um, so my name is Liz Thorne. I'm the Operational Risk Director um, and I report into Wayne Snow, who's the Chief Risk Officer. Um, I've been with LV for about eight years, but been in the current role for about 18 months. Um, my lockdown life, um, I'm sort of working from home in my spare room. Um, I have two daughters who are both university students. So I've had my eldest daughter graduate, finishing her final year in lockdown. Um, and I've had my youngest daughter just finish her first year of university under lockdown. So um, it's been quite stressful doing offline um, or online exams, I suppose, remotely. Um, but yes, now they've finished. So it's, they're, they're in Party Central and I'm still working very hard. <laughs> so, no, no homeschooling for me but uh, Jason's got a different story on that one. Oh dear I'm sure you've got other other stresses at university students bring you. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Um, so Jason what's your role at LV and how are you finding lockdown? Hi everyone uh, so yeah, my name's Jason Mallon um, I, I work, actually work in our well working in Liz's team but uh, within focusing really on the, the conduct risk side of things um, which is which is all about looking at customer outcomes. So it's, it's really really interesting sort of stuff looking at it from a customer perspective. Um, in terms of my lockdown, I've uh, yes, it's it's certainly an interesting <laughs> interesting one. So I've got uh, three young children, uh, two two girls and a boy, all at all primary school age. Wow. Uh, Ten, nine, and seven. Um, so they keep me occupied. For a considerable amount of time, uh, and it has been quite quite mad with uh, trying to balance uh, the work work side of things and, and the homeschooling. Um, particularly when you've got some children that uh, really don't want to be homeschooled. <laughs> oh, it's bad uh, enough here, and I've only got one, but I can't imagine having three. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it certainly makes life interesting, shall we say? <laughs> but, okay, uh, well, um, yeah, thanks for um, being with us both with being with us today and um, should we start off then with talking about um, who are risk management and what do you do? Yeah so I mean I think risk risk management I think for me has um, it, it can get overcomplicated. there's quite a lot of jargon and technical language with risk management and actually what I'm really keen to do as, as part of my role but also as part of this podcast is to demystify a little bit about what risk management is and try and keep it really simple so people can really understand why we do it and what the value is um, of doing it um, and all risk management really is is about being proactive and forward-looking and it's trying to anticipate um, and identify things that might knock us off course um, so what you know what what could happen in the future that could cause us not to achieve our objectives or, or for things not to work as they should do within the organization and we either prevent these from going wrong in the first place or we react to them we can react to them quickly as and when they do happen and um, you know risk is really just part of doing business I, I, I remember seeing um, sort of a normal curve that, that people had uh, drawn on risk management to say if you don't 
if you if you have no risk in your organization at all you will not survive because you're just growing to a halt and you won't make any money if you take too much risk in your business then again you will not be successful and, and you will fall over because you, you just won't be managing some of those things that go wrong so actually getting the boundaries within which you should be managing risk is a really key part of running a business and making sure that um, you know we can meet the commitments that we've we've promised to our customers that we pay their claims on time um, that we deliver what we said we would deliver as part of them taking a policy out with us um, and as part of that because it is part of just running the business everyone in the organization has a role in managing risk it's not something for me to manage or for the exco to manage on their own everybody in their role when they are completing the activities in their role they are in some form managing the risk so the reasons why you do what you do in your day job quite often is to stop a risk from happening um, and therefore it's really important that if you if that is what your role is that you do do the, the activities that you're supposed to be doing and if, if you don't do those activities then quite often um, a problem will happen or a claim won't get paid or we'll lose some money um, so all of that really, I suppose, what I try to do is link it really to our overall purpose as a firm to say that, you know, we, we want our employees and our customers and our members um, to live confident. I mean, that's our purpose. Um, and to do this, what we've, what we've tried to say is to do this, everybody needs to be risk confident. So to be able to deliver those promises to our customers and our employees, we need to be risk confident and make sure we're managing risk appropriately and make sure we, we deliver those great outcomes that we promise to our customers. So I suppose that's what I've, you know, and in that well, I haven't really mentioned any risk management jargon. It is really just about running a really successful, resilient, strong firm. And, and the people that manage risk the best um, tend to be stronger and more resilient to the to the shocks that come their way. Brilliant. So, Jason, are you able to add to that at all? Uh, no, I think, I think um, Liz has kind of cover, cover the, the, main, the main points really uh, on, on that. So, but what, what I'll actually talk you through, uh, Louise, is a bit, bit more about our function mm -hmm. and, and uh, what, we, what we do and how, how we kind of support that objective that uh, Liz had just mentioned. Um, so in a nutshell, we effectively oversee and provide assurance and support to the business on, on, uh, and our people on how they're actually managing risk right across the business. Um, as, as Liz mentioned, uh, we, we're reporting to the Chief Risk Officer, Wayne Snow, who's also a member of the Board of Directors. Um, and on our team's multidisciplined, I'd say, so it's, it's, so it's all kind of different type, types of risk. So uh, Liz will, Liz mainly focuses on the operational and conduct uh, risk side of things. We've got our teams that look at the financial risks and, and the capital that uh, our business is holding and just making sure that's being managed effectively. Um, we've got a regulatory risk and compliance team, um, financial crime team, data protection, uh, the legal team that most recently come across to, to us, uh, and also our secretariat team who supports support the board. So quite a wide variety um, of disciplines there. Uh, I won't go into each of those now because um, our listeners can take a look at our uh, internet site and it provides some more detail for them there and, and we'll talk about that a bit later on. Um, so so some, some people who are listening might have heard of this concept around three lines of defence model. Um, so line one, as uh, Liz, Liz mentions, are, are people running the business. They're, they're the ones taking the risk and managing those. Whereas our, our team, the risk management function, we sit in uh, line two, which is all about oversight uh, and assurance. 
and then you've got our internal audit team who's who, who, you know, the line three which, which which oversee both what we do as well as what the, the business does so it, effectively giving the business that kind of safety safety net there um, and, and also it, it's a mechanism to challenge that groupthink side of things so you know we can provide that different perspective um, which is always helpful um, so, so, so we, we will um, work with the board or, uh, to, set, to to define what risk the business wants to take and how much. As, as Liz mentioned, um, you know, businesses won't survive without taking risk. But uh, they, they, you know, we, we can't take too too much risk, and we, we help help uh, def define what that looks like. Um, within within uh, help with um, the board in defining processes and policies on how to identify, manage and report the risks. Um, and also, you know, for risk management to be successful, you've got to have, have the right culture. Um, so work, work the board to, to help define what that good culture looks like. So, so, so again, um, help our people feel confident to, to manage risk. Um, and, and then, yeah, we, we, we provide that ongoing support um, and to, to help them that, that the risk framework that we've got in place. Um, so, so if, if you think, I always think um, of us as that kind of uh, you know, that, 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 uh, voice of conscience, if you like, um, you know, someone that sits, sits on your shoulder and, and just help you make that, you know, those kind of safe uh, and managed decisions and recommending those paths to, you know, that, that you should avoid and, and the ones that they like to bring you um, success. So it's, it's a semi-detached role, effectively. Um, you know, we're not involved in the detail. We, we shouldn't be, um, but we know enough about the business to just be able to stand back and give that objective viewpoint. Brilliant. Okay. So, can you expand more about um, risk confidence? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I don't, Jason. If you want to start with an overview of um, of what that is, and I'll I'll pick up after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite quite happy to. Um, so, so risk confidence. You know, I I I I see it as uh, us all really um, living the LV values, um, you know, and bringing that bringing that to life in a risk management sense. So, you know, being curious and proactive, um, spotting opportunities as well as anticipating things that might go wrong. Um, you know, being trusted, um, keeping the customer at the heart of our decisions, and evidence in how how we've done that. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're there to make courageous decisions, um, being responsible for doing the right thing and then taking personal accountability to, to fix and escalate something when it doesn't, doesn't feel quite right or something's gone wrong. Uh, and, yeah, and finally, it's, you know, it's being inclusive. It's um, being open to hearing and taking on board other opinions, points of view, uh, engaging your teams on the importance of risk management and then making sure you monitor that through your performance objectives. So, you know, it, 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 might, it might, might might be a kind of overly simplistic view, but I think you know if we, if we all live the LV values um, to the full effect, we will be risk confident. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, just picking up on that as well, Jason, in terms of what our team specifically do, because I think that'll help on the on the risk confident piece, because I think culture is, is so important. Um, you know, my team really own the risk management framework. Um, so whilst I'm operational risk director, I, I have an operational risk team, a conduct risk team that uh, Jason's already said he's part of, but also have a frameworks and planning team. And we own the risk management framework for, uh, for the business. So there is one framework which you do um, look at all the different risk categories through that lens. So you would look at customer risk through that, that, that risk management framework and also operational risk as well as some of the financial risks that we've got. Um, and it's, and it's really important to, to make sure that we, um, we have the right tools and templates and processes and we have policies and guidelines um, and that is what is part of the of, of the risk management framework so people have got a toolkit which they can go to to help them to demonstrate that they're managing risk in their own areas um, and that then en enables us to provide that oversight and then go on to provide assurance to the to the board and the exco that things are under control you know having just come out of the board risk committee which runs uh, quarterly we had our last one uh, last week you know, I was I was there talking through the risk MI to provide assurance to the board risk committee uh, members where we we're under control and where are the areas that we probably need to do more work on because we've got some exposures. So that's where we can come in and give that sort of independent view um, because we 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 just we provide that oversight, I suppose, and we're not in the detail. Um, I'm. I attend all the management committees now, so I attend Clive's Savings and Retirement Management Committee and, and Debbie's um, Protect One and also Lindsay's Heritage Management Committee to do just that, just to, to come in with a fresh pair of eyes, ask some questions which they may not have thought of asking because they're so in the detail of running that business unit. So it does really help, you know, we are part of the broader team, even though we have these three lines of defence, I do see myself being part of, and I think Lindsay said it the other day, she said, well, I see you, Liz, as part of my extended team, because you're there to help me and to keep me on the, on the straight and narrow. And if you spot something that we're not doing, then, um, then you can raise that and we can add that into the plan. So it's really, it's really positive that we're engaged in those management committees to provide that, uh, to provide that added value um, in terms of what we can bring. But having said that, and it, you know, we do own the framework. There are lots of, of policies and guidelines and, and, and templates for people to use to evidence, as, as Jason said, it's important we evidence as well as do the right thing. Um, but culture is so, so important. The tone from the top is really important, whether that's your team manager or the exco member, to foster that culture of openness and transparency that we can call things out. If things are going wrong, people don't feel frightened to call things out to say this has gone wrong. Um, and people aren't, you know, are, are taking accountability for, for doing the right thing. Um, so, what, you know, it's whether you're on the phone to a customer, performing your daily activities, it's really important that, you know, if something has gone wrong, you flag that and you raise it. Um, and you feel comfortable to do so to your to your line manager and so that we can stop that a that issue getting worse um, which might be impacting customers or we can just learn from it so it doesn't happen again I mean one thing that um, you know I'm, I'm so if you're a parent as well is saying to your children it's okay to make mistakes but you just don't want to make the mistakes over and over and over again it's good to learn from them and move on so culture is really really important for me and and that's a really difficult one because it is a way of behaving it's 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 our values it's the way we say we're going to work at LV um, and that's probably the the bit that that takes the time to shift if it's not in the right place but the FCA will say you know good conduct and or good customer outcomes will come from good culture and when the FCA come into an organization they will look for the for the cultural markers I suppose and indicators as well as making sure you've got all the right risk framework pieces in place um, so I think I, I know I probably couldn't stress that enough is around 
you know if you're if you're a team manager or you're somebody in the organization do you know what your risks are do you know what could go wrong in your area and are you happy you've got the right checks and balances in place to make sure those things don't go wrong or if they do you pick it up quickly through the mi that you've got um and accountabilities is one thing i hear mentioned over and over again are you really clear on what your accountabilities are not just for completing your day-to-day -day role but how risk management fits into that and is your team clear and do they understand what role they play um, and if not there are lots of people around to help so each each area of the business has their own first line risk team who are there as the first port of call to, to 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 go and see but also you've got our intranet site we mentioned earlier that's just been relaunched and you've also got my team you know we have an open door policy if people have concerns or they want to know more about risk management you know we we've already attended we've done lunch and learns and attended um team sessions so we can really support in that in that side um, but yeah I think I think it's it's just it is about doing the right thing and I think we've got some really good examples recently of in the COVID situation of where we have done the right thing for our customers and employees you know we did the work from home transition very very quickly um, we've managed to maintain you know a good service to our customers um, and we've we've made sure that our customers and our employees are at the at the heart of our decision making um, and the board and the regulator um, are really positive around our reaction to that so, you know I have I have fortnightly calls with the regulator on COVID they ask very few questions now because the MI and the information we're giving them is is very strong in terms of how we've managed the risks of, of COVID um, so it is it is something that um, is is something that I think we when we are at our best we're really really good at sometimes when we are at our worst you know some things don't go to plan and we're not on the ball and we don't stop things from going wrong um, so it's something that we need to weave into our day-to-day -day, um, activities but you know I suppose I, I would just finish to say that you know the risk framework and policies and guidelines and processes we have there are, are there to facilitate good risk management but it's our leaders and our culture that will inspire and drive good risk management and culture throughout the organization and really drive us to have a risk confident um, people in the organization um, and it's those people that I suppose I'm calling out to today to say that if you don't, if, you, if you're not sure what your risk management um, uh, capability is and you need some support, then now's the time to ask for it because um, we're here to support. Brilliant. Thank you, Liz. So um, just to, to wrap up, is there, are there any other supporting materials or other information to help people out there be more risk confident? And um, you know if so we can um, definitely publish links or resources in um, the internet article that goes alongside this podcast definitely i mean i think i'm i'm really um i like to go out and talk to people because i think face to face is so much easier because i think you can really get across um in a simple way what the purpose of risk management is and why it's the right thing to do um so i think you know as i said just now call out to your risk teams or, or come and talk to us if you if you want for that support but one really good thing we've done recently is um uh, jason's been instrumental with with ashley and our team as well to refresh our intranet site so if you go to the top uh, toolbar on on the intranet site and get and pick up the risk management department you'll go straight into that site and that's got lots of content guidance it's got online learning modules um, it's really interactive so there's lots of stuff there that you can just go and spend um, a few minutes just navigating around there to see if there's things there that um, you would find more useful so do I would encourage people to go and have a look at that content because it's really um, it's really user-friendly we've had some great feedback already on it so do use that talk to your manager talk to your first-line risk partners um, but also my team as I said here are, are here to support so you know please contact Jason or I if there's if there's any support we can give you um, 
to get you to be risk confident if you don't feel you're there already. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Liz and Jason. Um, I think our listeners will agree that was a really thorough kind of um, description of what you and your team do. It's given us all a really great insight. So thank you very much. Um, you know, it's important for us to understand why risk is important for our business, as well as our day to day roles um, and how like, we can share. So as always, if you have an idea for a future podcast, please do get in touch with me either via my email or the LV chat thread.